0: Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining
1: us today. Let's get to it.
0: Monica, welcome to Flavortown, if you are not aware, everyone. (laughs) Guy Fieri has a ghost kitchen that just launched in Seattle and it is called Flavortown Kitchen. Monica, are you a big Guy Fieri fan?
1: You know, I I was kind of a fan of him in the beginning, but kind of not so much now. I've watched a lot of his shows. Some of them are okay, some of them aren't. Diners, Drive-ins and Dives used to be one of my favorite shows because I could get to see, you know, places in in our area that that he would visit until he stopped showcasing Diners, Drive-ins and Dives. I don't know. I don't know about you, Nelson, but I have some I have at least one major example of that happening in the last couple of years. You're not a fan of Guy's Grocery Games? I hate that one. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) hate it don't like it i like a lot of the chefs that show up on it i'm not gonna lie like sometimes my channel gets stuck on food network and i'm just lying on the couch going i'm too lazy to change the channel or i just want background noise so yeah i I watch a show sometimes but yeah my favorite part of it is actually same thing like seeing regional chefs um there have been a number of folks from and around seattle on it so but the show itself and the concept (laughs) went So my one example of someplace not being any one of those three things is um, in the last, like, I don't know, three years or so. He actually came to Poroshky on third, which is great because, you know, that's a POC owned business. It's close to my office. They make the fa- a fantastic like garlic asada Poroshky. But that bakery, it's not a diner. It's not a drive-in and it's not a dive, so I'm confused as to why it was on that show.
0: You know what I'm saying? It puzzled me because I thought they stopped doing episodes for diners, drive-ins, and dives, and then they highlighted Peroski on Third. I'm like, oh, right. so they're doing episodes again? Because right. when I used to go to the gym, mm-hmm. people are sadomasochists, by the way, because they love to have, watch they love food. to be on the treadmill and watch the Food Network. They're chasing on the, food. the TV. No, it is just i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> it's like this is so counterintuitive <laughs> but whenever it's on they always put on a diners drive-ins and dives marathon mm-hmm. and i feel like it goes from like 12 p.m to midnight or right th- and in-, in between there's like some new episodes of some live competition show that's between like 6 to 8 p.m but everything else is diners drive-ins and
1: dives. yeah and i love seeing like you know the old school like dining car with pancakes and waffles because that's a diner <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I like seeing the drive-ins, you know, we hardly have any here in Washington anymore because that's a drive-in and I love seeing, you know, the, the dive bar that serves the greasy, you know, tachos or whatever. Cause that's a dive, <laughs> <laughs> but anything else that doesn't fall in that category shouldn't be on the show. It should be on a different show.
0: <laughs> What's so funny is that these episodes, Monica, we're aging ourselves, by the way, are so old <laughs> that when I see posts of p- people going to these restaurants that were on, that were featured on din- diners, drive-ins and dives. They don't even know what that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: so for, for example, for example, our guest that we have on today mentioned that, oh, they just recently went to Bizarro's Italian cafe. And in my head, I was wondering, it's like, I don't know if they know that that's from the show, that they featured it on the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then also uh, Vula's Offshore Cafe, yeah. which is really big. People yeah. loved it because of the the mom. I'm hoping the mom's still alive because this is how old the episode was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I wrote on someone's comment on the Instagram. I was like, "Oh, I loved it when they featured it on DDD." And they go like, "What's that?" And I was rude like, Nelson, oh, they, what are you what are you commenting know. on my post DDD? They <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that means. They don't know what it is. And then I have to look back I was like, "Oh my goodness, that episode aired on the, in 2008." So that was like wow. 15 years ago. Yeah, wow. right.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Anyway, last thought about Guy Fieri. I liked Guy Fieri back in the day when he was competing in Food Network's next Food Network (laughs) star or whatever. that. I forgot what the name was. What did you say before we started pre-recording? What was the show called? It's the next Food Network star. They are looking for the next
1: Food Network star. That's right.
0: And I think he ended up winning. Yeah. But I think one of the critiques and it could have been Bobby Flay or something like that. We love your attitude, but we just need you to tone down <laughs> the ex- enthusiasm a little bit. Well, obviously, that advice didn't work because all of a sudden we have Flavor Town, guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyway. you know, Guy's son, Hunter, is like, he's a chef now. I think he's hes like a sous chef in one of Guy's restaurants. And I've actually watched him cook a little bit on, on Food Network, and he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, good for him. I see him on the show too because he brings him on from time mm-hmm. to time when. Mm-hmm. They're driving in that red, is it red Corvette or red Mustang? I can't.
1: Oh I yeah. Know. No, that's old. He's much older now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like a grown up now. <laughs> I think he's been bringing Hunter on since he was like nine. I know.
0: Hey Hunter, <laughs> come try this. It's, right. It's, it's always, right. Uh, no.
1: All right. Enough about
0: Guy Fieri. If you guys want to check it out, I heard there's a Mac and cheeseburger wings. Mm. I think there's some loaded egg rolls, some I've had loaded egg rolls at the Vegas restaurant that he Mm -hmm. has down there.
1: Yeah. Is it good? It's pretty good. It's not bad. Cool good to know nelson you and approves. i monica
0: we're, we're not big fusion fans right sometimes mm. we like fusion sometimes,
1: sometimes we don't sometimes we just yeah
0: we just want regular egg rolls
1: right sometimes <laughs> so. we just want egg rolls <laughs> but we always want wings and so i'm always leery of trying wings at new places yeah. i just don't want to be disappointed absolutely welcome to the show
0: everyone this is episode 128 of the seattle foodie podcast monica i can see you this time whatever <laughs> our recruiting, our recruiting program. i'll be creepy nelson got upgraded and we have like cameras that we can see each other when we record so it's it's now video teleconferencing we are now into the modern age and i can see you when we're recording how are you
1: doing tonight um i'm okay trying to get back to normal after you know snowpocalypse that's always a recovery period yeah just trying to get ready for work tomorrow how about you i'm doing good
0: as well thank god we live in seattle because snowpocalypse only lasted about one and a half days or two days that's what i love about it
1: what i love about it. it's great right <laughs> i remember one time it was like april and it was like 75 degrees and the next day four inches of snow in april and i was just like what the hell that's <laughs> <Not> seattle <laughs> gotta love it
0: it's it's nice that things melted really fast and not Not too many big things as uh, unlike the people out in Texas, we hope people are getting their power back on out there. Hopefully none of your pipes burst and everything like that. Our show today, we have, we always talk about what are we eating? So we'll talk about that. And we have an interview with an Instagram foodie that we've met at a cooking class, I believe. I think it was two years ago. And so Monica, how about we start off the show?
1: Yep. Kick it off.
0: The week started off in Little Saigon for me at Saigon Deli. I've mentioned this before, so I won't talk about Saigon Deli too much. Picked up some banh mis here for lunch for a couple days. I always like having them in the fridge. It's just one of those things to have stocked up. Also picked up a lunch special for $6, Monica, which came with rice and two entrees. And I got the ticco, which is the Vietnamese braised pork belly with eggs and spare ribs. I'm going to put on my old man Nelson hat and I just want to (laughs) speak a little bit. (laughs) So, back in my day, no, I can't believe how much Banh mi's are these days, Mom. Oh my gosh, there here we go. Restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: kidding you. It is criminal for restaurants to be charging $9 for Banh No. People like me will- Nine dollars for banh mi's. That's why they're a nine dollar banh mi's. Anyway, Saigon <laughs> Deli is tried and true. I've seen other restaurants like charging
0: upwards for that much, but Saigon Deli is still selling them for four dollars. I'm all about the deals, Monica.
1: You know me. Between you and I, I'm the deals guy. So <laughs> I'm just like, pay- I'll pay whatever it costs. Like, how much does it cost? Take what, take what you need. <laughs> I don't care if the pate is in gold flakes. I'm still not
0: paying $10 for a banh me, okay, Monica?
1: Sometimes it's convenience, Nelson. I'm not going to drive all the way to Seattle Deli for a $4 bon me when I live in North Seattle. Like it, it just doesn't make economic sense, Nelson.
0: Yes, it does because you can no! drive there and you can buy two banh mi's for the price oh of God. that one banh
1: mi that you bought. And it's worth it. <laughs> It's the cost of the time and, and the resources to get there. Mm-hmm. They just add <laughs> something else other than Bond me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, All right,
0: man. moving on. Theo Chocolate. They sent me a box of chocolate bars. And when I mean chocolate bars, it felt like their whole collection of their Theo mm-hmm. chocolates for their virtual chocolate tasting class. It was led by Aaron from Theo Chocolate, Monica. You might remember them because a couple of years ago, you and I did the Theo Chocolate tour, the IRL, not TRL, IRL in real life <laughs> tour. Yep.
1: I just remember you trying to steal the Star Wars mold. So.
0: Oh, I still want that <laughs> hot and carbonite. <laughs> That is the coolest chocolate mold I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Might be the coolest food thing I've seen in
1: my life. It's kind of
0: cool. As I mentioned, we did the guided tour and Aaron was our host for that. Well, this virtual class was just as entertaining and we got to taste eight different... field chocolate bars in an hour plus span. That's a lot of chocolate that I opened mm-hmm. <laughs> in that hour. <laughs> Lots of chocolate. Make sure you have water ready for you guys. If you guys are looking to do something fun with friends and family, go on to the field chocolate website and book a private virtual tasting class for all the chocolate fans out there. It's really fun. Aaron makes it very entertaining and you guys eat a lot of chocolate in that hour span. I think before he did the virtual class, he did a huge Microsoft class that, was, mm. that he did and it's great for work holiday parties or just gathers that it's perfect
1: Hmm. sounds good i always love chocolate
0: after all the chocolate eating for dinner that night i picked up a whole bucket of jollibies and baked spaghetti to introduce the glorious experience to my nieces my nieces are on their second winter break i know back in my day i only had one winter break
1: monica i didn't (laughs) have a second winter break in my day we didn't have winter break we had spring break so we had to actually go to school for months before getting a break
0: (laughs) not only do they get the second winter break and i know Cole does this too they get a spring break too after that that's
1: what i'm saying i never got the winter break i don't even know what the hell that is in my day <laughs> put on my grumpy monica
0: hat <laughs> exactly exactly anyway since they can't go on vacation right now for my nieces i thought i'd show them a taste of the philippines so <laughs> none other than jollivies right <laughs> yeah gotta have chicken joy that's right a couple weeks ago monica you went out to picado bueno in fremont mm-hmm. well i went out to the other location in east lake for lunch on friday mm-hmm. I'm a night owl. I don't often wake up early. And you know this, when we go out, (laughs) like when we go like, hey, you want to go to a pop-up or you want to go do brunch? It's like, eh, brunch is a little bit on the edge for me because it's a little bit early (laughs) for me. (laughs) So the great thing is Picado Bueno, I love that they have all day breakfast items like chilaquiles, Mm -hmm. aka chilaquiles, as we've talked about on the show, Mm -hmm. Mm chilaquiles. And I also got the breakfast B.O.B. Which is the bowl of burrito, which is a breakfast bowl, which included your favorite, Monica, tater tots, chorizo, Mm. eggs, cheese, chilies, and ranchero sauce. I know how much you love tater tots and chorizo. So this is for you, Monica. I know you didn't get a chance to eat that. When you're mm-hmm. at Picado Bueno, we also got items like the Baja avocado Caesar salad, a Caribbean torta, mango shrimp tacos and a lot of other fares. So oh my if you guys are in the mood for all day breakfast, I love it. That means I can go there at 6 p.m. and get a breakfast burrito or a breakfast torta. And yeah. I'm all for that.
1: It's a lot of food. It's like enough food to feed eight people, Nelson. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they also have um, buy one like Bogo tacos on Tuesdays. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you eat outside when you went to the Fremont Bueno? Yeah, I ate out, but they had tents up. On the outside patio, there was no tent. But where I was with the fire pit, there was a tent, but uh, lots of air circulating because, you know, that's one of my requirements. I don't mind being tented up as long as there's airflow. So yeah, they, they have some nice fire pits there too.
0: They had tents too, but because of the snow is so heavy that the, they had yeah. to take down the tents because otherwise right. it would collapse. But they have that's two fire event. pits at the East Lake location. Mm-hmm. Plenty of space. So if you guys want to do outdoor dining and they do indoor dining for mm-hmm. limited capacity, mm-hmm. that's also an option as too as well. Cool. After that, my friend and I, we stopped by Young Tea, picked up our grass jelly and cold tofu pudding sets. We've talked about this before, but for all you Oolong fans, next week... They will have four different Oolong tea drinks available. So you can pre-order those now online at Young Tea and then pick them up next weekend. My best friend who I dragged along with my food adventures to Picado Bueno and Young Tea is a huge coffee fan. I took him to the newly opened Hello Eam Coffee. We got two egg coffees, which is espresso with egg cream. And this place has all the vibes, as the kids call it these days. I don't
1: know. (laughs) All the vibes. I think they just say it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a it's a vibe. Okay. <laughs> channeling my inner tdt eats here right so.
0: <laughs> apparently i missed the lion dances because there's like huge lion dances that were in celebration of hello right. i guess i missed that like a couple hours later might have been too loud for me i'm getting old <laughs> so I'm
1: just you better start carrying those earplugs around nelson
0: <laughs> you know what's fun inside i was listening and i was like people are singing karaoke in hello E when i'm ordering yeah. coffee and i'm like who's yeah. doing that and it's yenvi right it's the workers that are doing the karaoke
1: (laughs) yeah i saw that too earlier
0: (laughs) i was like okay this is different again Issa vibe. okay there we go so so fun (laughs) all right on the weekend it was family dinner part deux I capped off the week with another family meal, and this time we overorder from Din Tai Fung and Shao Qijie. Clearly, my family doesn't know the meaning of portion sizes. So yeah, let's go ahead and order 60 XLBs and the Shenzhen Baos. <laughs> let's go ahead and order four orders of five that come in five. 20 Shenzhen Baos let's Mm. just go do let's just do that and finally to cap off i just wanted to say thank you monica and boba eggs aka retta for delivering me food anytime where i don't have to get out of my pajamas and food is just waiting for me on my porch that's the best (laughs) (laughs) so thank you monica for giving me the mishima reserve ultra eye of ribeye that you sent me and Mm -hmm. boba eggs delivered me donuts in the morning i'm very truly blessed thank you (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: you're welcome. I hope you hope that steak was really good. And um, I got a delivery from Bo- from Retta too. And mm-hmm. what's funny is she just like left it on my door and ran away and then like messaged me from the car. I'm just like, wait, I have cake for you. Yes. <laughs> so I had to run out in my pajamas looking for her I'm all. I'm in my pajamas. Why didn't you knock? <laughs> But yeah, so good. Glad you liked it, yeah. Nelson.
0: It was good. I did take a picture of it, but it didn't look mm-hmm. good. And I'm like, I have, I want to eat this right away. So I just ate it it's right okay. away. Yeah,
1: I, I, I know how you are, Nelson. You don't like taking pictures of steak. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one who likes the meat party. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think steak is beautiful. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay,
0: Monica, tell me about... Oh, I'm just... I read the first part. I'm excited for the yearly tradition on Valentine's Day. Tell me about this first. Let's start off.
1: Yes. So last Sunday was Valentine's Day, and I'm not that into the holiday, but I am absolutely 100% into a heart-shaped pizza from Papa Mary's. So that, along with a cold beer, is my idea of a good time. And that's pretty much like the one tradition that I like to hang on to. I don't like cut flowers. I don't think that's great for the environment. You know, I always get a lot of chocolate around this time, so I don't need any more and so some people say it's more money for less pizza but come on it's shaped like a heart it
0: is I loved it right I used to get all the time when right. I had significant others so I was like let's get this
1: I know it's the best <laughs>
0: I'm... you don't want a nice porterhouse and on a right. bed of on a right. bed of mashed potatoes no give me the heart shaped pizza give I want that
1: pizza. I don't know and and you know it was really busy that night um, I didn't pick it up but I, what I heard is that you know it was still snowing. On the ground obviously here in Seattle but that heart-shaped pizza was it was selling and so they had a room full of workers just assembling those I mean it was pretty popular so that's where it's at people heart-shaped pizza okay <laughs> So what other food have I eaten? I have eaten, let's see, cold weather. I'm always down with soup. So I grabbed some wonton noodle soup from Le's Fatai. And I love egg noodles, and it has a really light broth. And let's face it, wonton is always on my menu. So you, you just can't go wrong. I mean, it just, it's all 100% comfort to me. Nelson, this week I tried out someplace I've never tried before. Um, even though it's been there for a long time, I just never have. It's HK Dim Sum, and it's at the Asian Family Center because they've kind of built it out, and there's a lot more restaurants there now i tried a variety of things and almost everything was tasty so roast pork buns rice beef um the xlb didn't really hit the mark but i'm not gonna blame them for that because it it was takeout and xlb is one of those things that that's best eaten fresh so i'll try it again at some other time so i actually don't think that was that was their fault but it's good to have like a go-to place my family loved it so i think they'll go into our regular rotation
0: monica my friends up in linwood love hk dim sum Mm. they always talk about it like after we play golf up there if we're up mm-hmm. in linwood it's like hey want to go to hk dim sum and <laughs> they always tell my friend i always ask my friend who who also lives up in linwood too and they always they always recommend this spot and i've always mm. wanted to try it up there in that linwood Edmonds area mm-hmm. it's been on my list mm. okay
1: sounds good let's see i have had a ton of deliveries this week and i'm going to kick it off with a caramel cake from cakes on 28th so this is a popular cake in the Philippines and it's fantastic. The vanilla chiffon cake is really light and that's contrasted with like a sweet layer of caramel, not too sweet though. And then a really decadent buttercream. So you can really taste the heaviness of the butter. And I have to tell you, like, I think I get this again. It was delicious. And uh, I let Retta try some and she liked it as well. And if you're interested in ordering from Cakes on 28th, you can do that by getting on their IG profile. It's a beautiful cake too. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Oh, let's see what else. Oh, a bunch of my orders got backed up. So I had ordered a bunch of things from sweet nothings and more and snow happened. And I was totally fine. Uh, it just meant that I got a Wednesday delivery of like lots of croissants in his perfection as always. I don't know this week is like breakfast cake week. So I'm either getting breakfast or cake <laughs> all week. So Seattle bagel sent me a ton of bagels, hummus, cream cheese, and some jam. And I just found out that Cherry Street Coffee and Nelson, you know, this is right by my office when I used to work mm-hmm. downtown back in the day, they stuck their bagels. So I've actually been eating their bagels for years and didn't know it was theirs. Um, uh, It's hilarious. Like that's my go-to place. Like Cherry Street Coffee has like really great bagel breakfast sandwiches. You know, I eat those and then I eat their bagels and they run out really quickly because everybody loves them. Turns out that Seattle Bagel (laughs) I got some pizza bagels, cinnamon raisin, and everything bagels at the house, and they're delicious. So they're kettle-boiled, so they're soft inside and crisp up outside. And if you're looking for those, you can find them at QFC or order them for Smith Brothers, or they also do delivery, and you can find them at Pike. So (laughs) yummy bagels. They're almost all gone. (laughs) I
0: miss Cherry Street Coffee. I haven't
1: been there for so long because I just... Don't venture out to
0: downtown mm-hmm. Seattle anymore because there's no need to yeah. since you're you're not at the office there. I right? so don't have to meet
1: you. <laughs> oh, totally. I know. I miss them, too. Um, I've known the owner, Ali, for many, many years uh, back when there's only a handful of Cherry Streets. And now there's so many. So, yeah, bummer. I went outside <laughs> one day this week. I actually went outside my house, and I found the Topo Chico van in my neighborhood, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a delivery of their newest flavor, which is Twist of Tangerine, and I love their mineral water and just that hint of tangerine. It's just some, it's a little something extra. So Topo Chico is so much easier to find in Seattle than it was five years ago. It's really hard to find before, and I love being able to grab it at stores and restaurants. And uh, Nelson, I know when we go to like barbecue events, we know there's going to be Topo Chico, and you know it's just that they're a sponsor, so I, I fill up <laughs> on the water at those events. Um, but for right now, finding Twist of Tangerine they can be found at sprouts
0: <laughs> i'm so jealous i want a topo chico van to visit my house I know, right
1: i was just like oh a topo chico van
0: <laughs> and i'm doubly jealous because it's the tangerine flavor i haven't told yeah. you this i've been on this fruit kick i'm just really? like i've been wanting the only thing that's in season right now are oranges tangerines right. and apples and pears yeah. right so winter yeah. fruit so there's not winter really a fruit. lot of things mm-hmm. to choose from and mm-hmm. i've been eating at least an orange and two tangerines a day on, as my like mm. daily diet <laughs> three tangerines so wow when you said tangerine topo chico <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like
1: man yeah.
0: I, I wanted some why wasn't the van come to issaquah uh. come over come over topo chico van
1: yeah why doesn't anyone go to issaquah <laughs> i no wonder issaquah. <laughs> yeah i wonder <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, that tangerine is pretty nice. I actually like, like you said, Nelson. I, it's tangerine season and oranges, all kinds of citrus. And I actually muddled up some tangerine and made a little mm-hmm. pulp just to add a little something extra. You know, because yeah. I like to experiment. This is so good. So mm-hmm. I hope you find some. I cut it with my own knife, knife too. So that's <laughs> yeah, safe. It, 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 but it's a knife specifically for produce. Yes, you don't mix it yes. with cutting other things. <laughs> well, I wash it, and it's yes. <laughs> right. I can do that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's been a week long birthday celebration and all purpose baking company brought me a wicked cake. So this is the, ube matcha bailey's creation and it was just in time because i needed a break from all the lactose that i consumed this last week and it's dairy-free gluten-free and refined sugar-free cakes and so you can find them around town or at pop-ups by checking their ig that was really sweet um i wasn't expecting that they saw it was my birthday and asked if they could bring me a cake so that was awesome oh, very it. nice that's nice it. yeah Okay, last, we're talking about food crawls. And <laughs> Jesse, what, what Jesse eats and I hit up Edmonds and we started at Ono Poke. And, and so people keep responding to my stories about whether this is the best, most authentic poke in the area. Yes. That's it. That's it. I, that's the tweet. That's right. Just leave I mean, it as that. Right. I mean, I eat others around town, but this is so close to my house and it's the way that I grew up eating it. But I got to tell you, I, I do. There's a handful of other places around town that I like. And so often when people say that such and such is the best or such and such is the best, I'll message them and say, have you tried Poke? They're just like, no, I'm just like, then you don't know the best yet. Because <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, Nelson, you know, I, I've been keeping my app, eye out for crab so i can just get you on the line until you come please. over
2: please do it
1: please i know right look monica we don't post a lot of poke pictures
0: on our account and the only reason we don't we don't do that is because we don't go to other poke places we go to <laughs> me i go to two different places i go to ono poke and i go to seattle fish guys and then anytime mm-hmm. i've always mentioned anytime i go to Edmonds. I always stop by Onopoke and there's tons of Mm -hmm. restaurants in Edmonds. No offense to the city of Edmonds, but I'm always going to Onopoke and that's because it's Mm -hmm. the only place where I can get good authentic poke Mm -hmm. from there. And that's, that's why I have to stop by
1: yeah and i post ono and then i also post go poke because go poke makes a non-traditional poke bowl but they have fresh fish that is actually soaking in the sauce which is what we do in hawaii we don't put sauces on fish that's been separate from the sauce because that doesn't give the flavors time to marinate so uh, go poke does a great job of that but uh, non-traditional bowls and sometimes i like that i like a little extra i like a little shallots or or macadamia you know yeah sometimes i like it so those are the two places i go and then sometimes uh stop and shop on 45th because they're old school they were they were old the first school. they were the first yeah, ones here yeah them too they were doing it we're not the only ones that go to onopoke because you mm-hmm. saw find me in seattle and there's
0: other people <laughs> yeah. who do that too as well yeah, and yeah. Find, and this, that's not the first time find me in seattle has ever gone to onopoke this must be like their fifth time that they've gone there.
1: well what happened is before he went to Edmonds one day he said uh, he messaged me he goes where should i eat in Edmonds? mo you got to go to onopoke he's all cool thanks he went mm-hmm. there and then like after that he's like going Every other every day, and and he lives downtown Seattle, so that says something. Like he's coming up here for that. <laughs> oh, no, so no, it's good, you guys. It's it's real stuff. All right, so Jesse and I can't have just one lunch, so it wasn't really a food crawl. Just second lunch, which. Respect. Okay, so we headed to Market Fishmonger, another one of Nelson's favorites. Something he'll drive all the way from Issaquah for. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. they were out of lobster rolls, but we both got crab rolls. It was delicious, as always. Outdoor dining, and it's changed a little bit. So it's they're really getting refined with it. Big news is Market now has a pastry chef. So Chef Hans oh. brought me out some quiches to try, some breakfast quiches, and I bought some homemade, uh, house made pop tarts and panacatas, a coconut lime cotta So Nelson, you know i love my dessert so this is a big plus for me only good things can come from this okay you don't know this but i love when bakeries do their own pop tarts Mm. (laughs) do you
0: yes because i refuse to buy the ones from the grocery store so when when people make them Mm -hmm. uh, it's extra special so i'll always buy one or two of those pop-tarts
1: as i send you like a case of pop-tarts now just to see what happens oh know, you know. <laughs> well, that's good to know though um no i i love an old school blueberry ice blueberry pop-tart
0: <laughs> i'm new school because i like the frosting and the outside though not just um, the plain ones the yeah.
1: frostings that they have on now yeah. those are the ones that i like yeah for sure and i'm running out the week with a trip to fiasco for another belated birthday celebration so many they've always had outdoor seating but now it's covered with exceptional ventilation so it was cold last night but they also have heaters and so i i again like that airflow to feel safe and not surprisingly i ordered my favorite chunky avocado and a couple of pizzas and so yeah that's kind of all i ate this week not not that much really
0: yeah it's still pretty good plenty (laughs) good for me plenty good hey monica we have an interview this week let me tell you about it All right, this week's episode is with Roxanna Jang. She is part of the dynamic duo behind Appetite Diary on Instagram. You can check them out on their collection of Seattle Eats, as well as their home recipes and creations. They've been doing a lot of home cooking lately. Listen in as we talk about what Roxanna has been making at home, how she's been balancing life as a vegetarian, while her significant other half, Stephen, is the meat eater in the relationship. Here's our interview with Roxanna Jang of Appetite Diary. (laughs) Hey everyone, Seattle, we have on today Roxana Jang, aka Appetite Diary. How's it going tonight? Thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks for inviting me. It's been going. (laughs) Glad (laughs) that we are through with the snow, but it was so beautiful those last couple of days, but things are getting back to normal.
0: When did we meet? We met at like a cooking class. I I can't remember. Is that when the last time we were on?
2: I think that's the very first time we met. And yeah. we're formally introduced but I've seen your picture through your profile so <laughs> I feel like the moment I saw you I was like oh it's Nelson <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's let's just start from the beginning how did how long have you had your account and when did you start it or what what made you decide you wanted to make a food account
2: I think I've had my account for over five years and mm-hmm. honestly I've always been the type of person who likes taking pictures of food. You know, that person who goes out with their friends and I'm like, wait, you know, let me take a picture before we eat. But I always felt a little self-conscious about posting it on my personal social media because I didn't Mm -hmm. want to necessarily spam my friends. So I decided, you know, why not make a food dedicated page? And if people actually want to see it, they can feel free to follow. And also, you know, started out being a good place for me to track the random things we ate or made because it was around the time we moved into our first apartment and actually had a kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of where all the cooking really started. And I needed a place to just try and remember all the random things we made.
0: Now you mentioned we, so obviously there's a significant other with you. <laughs> I think what's unique is that you are primarily vegetarian and he's the Tyrannosaurus Rex in the group, I'm assuming.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> As a home chef, is it different preparing meals for you and for your significant other? Or is it you're going to eat this? (laughs) Or How does that dynamic work?
2: Yeah, I think we found a good balance um, over the years where I think at the beginning, I cooked his food and then made myself completely something different. Mm -hmm. As you grow and kind of also get lazier over the years, you find shortcuts. You know, when I cook for him, people always ask me like, how do you cook meat if you don't eat it? I just usually make all the sauces and stuff on the side first. Mm -hmm. I can definitely taste for seasoning on that. I've kind of just gotten used to cooking meat over the years that way. And then for myself, there's always going to be, even for him, if there's a meat dish, We're always going to eat vegetables, so there's always going to be a side of vegetables. But if we're making something like a stir fry, I can just make the stir fry with vegetables and then add the meat in at the end after I take my portion out. So there's like little tricks and things that we've learned over the years that's made it convenient to incorporate both of our diets.
0: Now, obviously, I'm doing a lot of home cooking because of the last over the past year due to circumstances. What are some of the highlights that you've cooked at home?
2: I'm actually in the middle of making sourdough for the first time. I think I'm Oh, the, it, took,
0: it finally took you that I long. I have not thing. committed to it yet. I have not co- yet committed to making sourdough. Oh, I God. have not yet named my sourdough. <laughs> so I don't know what that is, but continue. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no. So I think everyone pretty much on all over the world made their sourdough last year. So <laughs> this year I was, I'm kind of at the point where I'm just trying to find things I haven't done because I've honestly run out of ideas, you know, of trying new recipes that are, are interesting to me and like inspire me to kind of reach further, you know. Mm-hmm. And so right now I think I'm on week and a half of my starter and I think it's finally matured. So hopefully. this weekend we will have some amazing sourdough bread to eat and i have really high expectations because it took me a week and a half to get here
0: it takes a week and a half to mature like i said i've never done any type of sourdough making so i don't know how how long yeast takes and whatnot yeah
2: i think online the recipe i tried it said it takes approximately five days but Mm -hmm. in the comment section people have said it took them over two weeks to mature oh my I think it just really depends on like your your kitchen and the environment of your home. I'm nearly there so fingers crossed I don't <laughs> kill it last minute. Awesome. Yep.
0: I think I saw you make beria tacos too. Did you make those as well? Or did you did you make beria?
2: Yeah, that was an instant pot recipe oh. that we've tried a couple times and then we tweet. But instant pot has really been amazing, especially, you know, working from home where in between meetings I can drop something in, start it. And then mm-hmm. by the time I'm done with my day, we already have dinner ready. And it hasn't been sitting there for a whole day, like you know, with a slow cooker.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're t- Team Instant Pot versus Team Air Fryer. That seems to be the other tool that a lot of people are buying these days too as Uh, well.
2: I'm both. We have Are you? (laughs) Yes.
0: Don't worry. I'm team both as well. (laughs)
2: yeah those are amazing i can't believe i think we were late to the game on both of those as well Mm -hmm. and the the day we got them we were like man we've been missing out
0: (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned trial and error in terms of recipes can you share with us where do you get some of your resources do you get them online or i'm always curious where people find recipes most of the time i just google search something and YouTube as well. But where do you like to get your resources when you're trying to find different recipes to make stuff?
2: YouTube has been my primary source just because for me, I'm a visual person. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for me to watch someone cook, understand the techniques rather than read the recipes. And I definitely think that's a helpful tip for anyone who's just starting out. Mm -hmm. It's hard to capture all the little details and techniques writing it out. And I've definitely been there, done that, where I followed or thought I followed a recipe word for word, and at the end, it just doesn't come out the same. Um, uh-huh. So definitely recommend YouTube. I think a couple channels I've been following for over five years now, um, like Sunkyong Longest, Food Wishes, Laura Vitali. they're still putting out great content on a regular basis. And I've always found them to be really reliable recipes. So YouTube is a great starting place. On days where I really want to try something new, but I feel like uninspired or unmotivated, I end up going on Instagram and scrolling. And I also watch a lot of food and travel vlogs. Mm -hmm. That really helps me kind of get out of my comfort zone to learn about foods from different cultures. And then that's where I go down the rabbit hole of Googling recipes and, you know, giving different things a shot.
0: After your sourdough, is there something in the future that you want to attack or you want to try to make?
2: Oh, I think... Shalom, pal. Oh yeah. Probably be my next one. I've tried it a couple of times, and Steven's helped me as well. But they just never come out the same. Okay. I've watched a lot of <laughs> Dintai phone <Fun> copycat <laughs> recipes. Yes. So one day, maybe we'll we'll get close, and I'll I'll share the secrets that we've uncovered.
0: <laughs> love it. I love how ambitious you are. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Taiwanese noodle soup is like even the hard thing for me to make. And that's even like the basic. But when you try to make long bao, it's like, okay, I think that's like maybe in two years for me. I need to build up to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we've tried a couple of times already and they've all failed <laughs> miserably. So I'm sure it's way better, better than mine. <laughs>
0: <couple more> <laughs> let's pivot and talk about Seattle food scene. First of all, let's just build a base. How do you describe the Seattle food scene right now?
2: It's so big and it changes so fast. I feel like, honestly, we can't even keep up. (laughs) And like every time we're on Yelp or Instagram, new place, new place, new place. And it's crazy, but I think it's amazing that it's so diverse and not even just different ethnicities, but just supporting all of the various people's lifestyles and people's dietary preferences. Like you mm-hmm. can go into any restaurant and they can cater to your specific taste. Right. And yeah. I, I think that's amazing. I don't remember it being that way. Like No,
0: it's so diverse. And then yeah. the fads, not fads, but there are like the new thing or the new it. It seems like every month, I think I was just talking to my friend or having coffee with my friend and we were having Vietnamese coffee. And it seems like Vietnamese coffee is like the it thing right now because there's Coffeeholic, there's hello m or hello em and then sip house and a couple other things and yeah it's great to have that much diversity
2: yeah any
0: new places or any places you want to share with our listeners that you've been to recently that's been really outstanding to you
2: not new to seattle but mm-hmm. new to us we went to um a little italian place called bizarro i think just this week and it was such a cute little restaurant everyone who worked there was so nice and the food was great definitely Mm -hmm. going back and trying other things on their menu another restaurant that's been on my kind of I guess watch list has been Nolita um, Mm -hmm. and Ballard I think that is a newer restaurant so definitely into the comfort food (laughs) yeah category right now I think there's just so many new places, I don't even know where to start. Lolita
0: and Ballard. I didn't even know. I haven't heard of that. So that's that's new to me. Okay, I'm going to put that on my bookmark. <laughs> what are some favorite? If and when you have guests from out of town that come here, hopefully you can do that maybe next year. Where would you take them?
2: I feel like every time we've had out-of-towners come in, we end up going to Un because I feel yeah. like that's the Seattle classic kind of the one thing that really, I don't know, like signifies Seattle in, in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Stephen grew up here, so he grew up with the Caribbean roast sandwich. And so he always takes everyone that comes and visits us there. Mm-hmm. And Tacos Chickies is probably another one that is yeah. a repeat. I mean, we take everyone there. And I think if we were to go somewhere a little bit more fancy, probably Walrus and Carpenter, mm-hmm. just to showcase all the the great seafood that we have um, in the Seattle.
0: You mentioned your significant other is from here. You're not from here?
2: I'm from California. <laughs>
0: okay, that which leads me to my next question. What do you miss from California that we don't have up here?
2: I'm from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. San Jose to be more specific. So I think we had a lot of delicious Mexican food and also Asian food. Okay. So every time Stephen comes home and visits my family, we always go and check out you know the little taco stands, and they're probably some of the best tacos that he says there ever existed in the world. And then Chinese food wise, we're very close to the Bay, mm-hmm. so many, so many choices. Awesome. So we, are, we always end up pivoting and gravitating towards hot pot. Person. I don't,
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking it's just like, we do have some hot pot type restaurants, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's a bigger variety. I think when I go, I'm, I'm comparing this to maybe like when we go up to Vancouver, it seems like there's a bigger variety of choices that we can choose Yeah. From oh from
2: yes. Vancouver. I miss going there so much. I do too. <laughs> I'm, the borders open.
0: <laughs> I got my Nexus pass, I think last year and I've used it once and I've, and I'm oh, so bummed not wasn't was it last year or could have been the year? Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. I don't remember, but I've only been able to take advantage of it once. And then oh, after after this happened, so I'm waiting for it to like once it opens, I've, I'm going to go up there. So
2: Yeah,
0: we're in the same boat. <laughs> awesome, Roxanna, thank you so much for coming on. One last question. Where can people find you on social media? So if it's just Instagram or if you have other accounts, please let us know where we can find you.
2: Yeah, right now we are just on Instagram, um, but I think since COVID has started, you know, we've definitely been sharing a lot more of our home cooked food. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect to get so many messages about recipes, to be honest. Growing up in a Chinese household, my mom is the type who just throws stuff in the pot and it just comes out good. And that's kind of how I've learned to cook, kind of just eyeballing things. So I think that it really caught me off guard in a good way. We're kind of in the process of trying to write down the recipes that we make on repeat at home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully one day soon we'll have sort of, you know, recipe slash blog, but it's definitely a work in progress.
0: Don't worry. My mom does the same thing. (laughs) I cannot recreate her kanji or some other things. So I've been telling, asking her to write things down. So she's been writing stuff down for like her radish cakes and things like that. Oh my gosh,
2: that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, some of the simplest things, right? Even like kanji, where it's three, five ingredients and it just doesn't taste the same when I make it versus my mom. And it's like crazy. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'll find a recipe online and I try to make it. I was like, this does not taste anything like how my mom makes
2: it. I don't know what happens. (laughs) It's eyeballing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome.
2: It's been fun. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, great to talk to you.
0: And that was our interview with Roxana Jang of Appetite Diary. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. Also, Monica, they said, you know, because pandemic has been so long, they might be creating a blog or maybe working on a website for all of her recipes. But one of the oh, things wow. she talked about in the interview that she's been wanting to make or she's made before, but wanting to perfect was Oh, So maybe next time when you go to HK Dim Sum and you're disappointed, go knock on her door and ask her to make some Bao for you. <laughs> I'm sure she's totally fine for you to come in and just. You know pick up pick some up from them
1: well you know nelson everybody's totally fine with me asking them to make things and then they just make things right i mean it happens all the time <laughs> monica wants something they make it <laughs> no i've thought about making it myself but honestly i i do believe it takes patience and it definitely takes technique and honestly i'd rather just go pay somebody 20 dollars to do it for me <laughs> Is that too much to pay for XLB? I was going to make
0: a comment about like, how come nobody comes over and delivers food for me? But then I just remembered that Reddit delivered donuts for me last week.
1: Right, right. <laughs> you think $20 <laughs> is too much to pay for XLB? $20
0: to pay for XLB? Yes, $20 is way too much. That's more than Dintai D- 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 Fung charges, Monica. I can't pay you can't pay $20 for Dintai D- Fung's beans are like $15. <laughs> is is not too much to pay for that. I think that's a lot, especially if I'm only getting what, eight? Ten. That's more than $2 per XLB. (laughs)
1: Ten? Again, ten?
0: Okay. I don't
1: know. I don't know.
0: know. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, Monica, let's finish off this. We'll, we'll, We'll talk about food prices after our show because probably people don't want to hear us argue about how much things cost these days (laughs) because you and I have to agree to disagree on that
1: yes we agree to disagree we have different perspectives about what food should cost don't get me wrong. I'm all for
0: supporting all types of pop-ups. When we're when you're charging fifteen dollars for a croissant, that's when I got to walk away, Monica. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> One croissant, not like five croissants for fifteen. That's deals. But well, I'm how like big is the croissant? For a croissant? Well, a, a standard size croissant. But look, I don't care if you imported matcha from Okinawa when Mister Miyagi was doing it. I'm still not paying fifteen dollars for a croissant. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. all right everyone i can't wait for the dms to fill in with all all of my complaints here (laughs) have a wonderful week have a wonderful week of eating stay safe out there go enjoy it because it's not snowing and of course happy eating
1: seattle